What's happening, guys? It's Logan Robinson from Hit the Spear, presented to you by NoGameDay.com. We are here live in Doe Campbell Stadium after a thriller once again. It always is in this rivalry, but Florida State comes up on top, beating the Florida Gators and Billy Napier 45-38. to We're now on one screen, too, so we're together <laughs> closer than ever, too. We figured out this might be the better way. It took us this many games to figure it out at the end of the season. But with me this evening is our editor-in-chief at NoGameDay.com, Dustin Lewis. D. Lou, this was a fun one to cover, coming down onto the field and then seeing the fans just celebrate like this. We've never seen that in our lifetime. We've never (laughs) seen that at all. We're youngsters here on the beat, but what what a fun game to cover it was. Yeah, what a game, a, a roller coaster of emotions. You know, talking on the podcast on Wednesday night, I think we all kind of thought FSU was going to come in here and handle this game a lot easier than they ended up doing. You know, Florida takes a lead in the first quarter, takes a lead in the halftime. Thankfully, FSU was able to respond with a very strong third quarter where the Seminoles outscored Florida 17 to nothing. That was actually the only quarter that FSU won outright tonight. And then, you know, the offense comes, gets a takes the lead in the fourth with that touchdown, and the defense seals it uh, with a stop down the stretch. I mean, man, just a roller coaster of emotions. And like you said, whenever Florida State took that final knee to run out the clock and the fans started storming the field, I was like, what is going on here? (laughs) Were you worried about me down here? Not at all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Not at all. Yeah, no, it it was definitely fun. I mean, Jordan Travis, just to start off with some players to talk about, a guy that we just got done talking with him. He said that he felt the best he's ever had. Like he, He had a mission tonight to play and put everything on the line for his team, and sure enough, I mean, some of the plays that he made, some elusive ones, Sports Center top ten here, over by the end zone, almost getting over the goal line. J- just a big time game from a veteran quarterback that has been playing, you know, uh, just lights out this season and much improved. Just a just a guy that you know, Mike Norvell is super proud of. He said he. Well, it was a remarkable game by Jay Trav, and sure enough, it was. And it wasn't perfect at all, you know, not not just from Jordan, but. The wide receivers had some drops. There were some penalties from the offense. It felt like this team was pressing, and it was kind of what we saw in the loss to Wake Forest, the loss to Clemson, even the loss to NC State where they melted down the second half. The, the Knowles were showing some of those same characteristics from those games. But then at halftime, whatever it was, they settled down, came out in the third quarter, got into a rhythm, a lot of that on the back of Jordan's legs, and he throws that touchdown in the in as well in the third quarter. And then, you know, get the lead with the run by Trey Benson and the fourth. But, man, just a standout game for him because there were multiple times where it looked like Jordan was about to get sacked in the backfield, had two, three, four defenders on his back, and he somehow gets out of it, cuts up the sideline on a couple of those runs. I don't know how the one in the fourth quarter was overturned. I mean, he, yeah. was, he was in the end zone. There was a lot of questionable things with the refs tonight. I think every there, FSU fan in the comments will agree that was some really silly things that the officiating There was some was strange to... officiating, but... <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it there, PG-13 for us. Florida State, thankfully, they were able to overcome it in the end, and I think this is a big win for this program to have a game like this where they're facing a ton of adversity, and these guys fight back and figure out a way to come out victorious. And now, you know, nine wins going into bowl season with a chance to earn your 10th in Florida State. They're going to be feeling pretty good right now. Yep. And I want to go to the defense, which at the first bit of that game, you know, Anthony Richardson and Billy Napier, they were able to do kind of what they wanted Mm -hmm. with Florida State's defense and something that we hadn't seen in a while. And we had talked about this in the game preview 
earlier this week saying, you know, this is a different team. Florida State has faced some lesser opponents here. Anthony Richardson is an explosive quarterback, and he showed that a few times tonight and also with some nice balls. But after that, you know, Florida State's response in the second half by Adam Fuller, I thought, was really impressive, too. In that defensive backroom, there was a lot of miscommunications. I was watching down here with binoculars, seeing Adam Fuller go to the whiteboard even in that second quarter just because there were so many explosive plays that that this team hadn't let up throughout this whole season, you know. And then you have that response in the second half, and then, boom, you're getting takeaways and you're making plays, big PBUs, Shaheen Brown. You see Jerry and Jones have a nice game, really nice game there. Just the response in the second half by Florida State's defense is what ended up giving them this win. Yep. I mean, that just goes into it. You know, these guys went to halftime trailing. This is the first time that Florida State have been trailing at the half since they um, faced Clemson. So it had been a little bit, you know, during this dominant stretch, Florida State took care of teams early and often, and the starters didn't have to play very much in the second half. It was a lot different tonight with the team actually throwing a couple shots back, and it took Florida State some time to settle down. But then whatever they did at halftime, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it worked wonders because we talked about the offense. Like you said, the defense came out three straight, three and outs. They forced the Gators into. Shaheem Brown had, had half a sack, had a couple yeah. of deflections. Jaron Jones was able – to pull down that interception. Jamie Robinson had, had 10 tackles tonight, second on the team outside of Tatum Bethune, who had 11. So, I mean, just from the first half of the second half, I mean, it was a completely different performance. They didn't give up a ton of big plays through the air. We saw Ricky Pierce all get loose a couple times yeah. in that first half. I mean, at halftime, this dude had a career high in receiving. Uh, yeah. Forget the exact number that he had. I don't know if he got a catch in the second half. We'll have to pull up the I don't know, here, yeah. But. Florida State found an answer for him, and that's something you look back at in years past. That's a that's a usually wide receiver that has first, second, third, fourth quarter, and they're they're having receptions throughout. We'll have to look back at the stat sheet, but if it's true and they were able to lock down them, that was their, that was Anthony's go-to receiver all across the game. But yeah, Florida State's defense comes in and has a response, and just to see the team, you know, there was definitely some times where there was some chirping and you got to the sideline and some things going on, but Florida State didn't fall to that and cause and have penalties out of it. Florida on their sideline caused it with late hit there. You mm -hmm. saw some punches being thrown. You go back to the Miami game too. Florida State very disciplined during that one too, and it goes to show what Mike Norvell has done in this locker room and that we talked about in the game preview. I thought this was going to be a big deal going into this if they wanted to come away with a win at home. Yeah, there's always a lot of energy during a rivalry game like this. And, you know, you're at the point, these are 18 to 22-year-old kids. The emotions can boil over at times when you're talking about a physical game out on the football field. And I thought Florida State, like you said, they showed a lot of maturity tonight, not getting baited into the, baited into things by the Gators. And even at times where they were trading some pushes and shoves, you saw other Seminoles on the teams, leaders like Jamie Robinson and other guys coming in and pulling guys out of there to uh, prevent themselves from getting penalized. So just all around a ton of maturity from these players. Man, you know, going to a few things, a lot, a lot of drops with the wide receivers early on in this game. And you saw Johnny Wilson, you know, Jordan Travis was putting some balls right on the money. And you saw Johnny Wilson going and have those drops. And then when he needed him the most, Mike Norvell talked about after the game, when you needed him to pull something together, he did and makes a big time grab off to the sideline there. And, it goes to show, too, you know, the response, and Mike Norvell has done this all throughout the entire season. The staff has, has some guys with some inconsistencies, having mistakes and making those drops. He puts them right back out there, and he's looking for them to make an answer and to respond from that. And I think that's really significant looking at co Mike Norvell's coaching and how he does it with his methods. Yeah. I think it just shows that he always believes in these players. It doesn't matter 
if you start slow, he believes that you're going to be ready to finish in the fourth quarter. And we saw it from Johnny tonight. A couple of drops in the first half left uh, to the locker room a little bit before halftime was uh, beginning to potentially get looked at. We heard Mike Norvell say after the game that he was limited last week, limited some this week in practice. So just to see Johnny Wilson come through in the clutch, I mean, that was huge. And that was what Florida State needed. Uh, we talked about this this six foot seven wide receiver. He's a matchup nightmare. And whenever he's out there making the catches, you know, we saw him drop a touchdown was in the third quarter in the first yeah. half. He, either mm-hmm. way, at one point he dropped a touchdown. There were some other drops. So to respond like that just shows the, the growth that Johnny Wilson has made throughout the season. Because there were times in the spring, mm-hmm. um, in fall camp, where he would get into one of those strings where if he dropped a pass, he was going to drop the next three or four passes. And yeah. now he's figured out a way to get past that mental block and, and perform even when he makes a mistake. And it's impressive not only from Johnny Wilson, but also from the coaching staff for putting these beliefs putting the belief in these guys to mm-hmm. respond from mistakes. Yep, Malik McLean also a big-time play there, what, his longest reception of the season. And then Kentron Portier, I mean, a guy that, you know, really wasn't talked about so much during the offseason just because of the transfers coming in. And you already had a Malik McLean. Uh, you already had Ontario Wilson. But Kentron Portier has been really significant in some of these games when it's close. I mean, he, he, he's got some hands. And, you know, Florida State, that's the thing about them. The response, I think, is huge. And we saw at the wide receiver room, you go over and you look at the uh, defensive side of things. It just This team knows how to respond. But now you're sitting as state champs. I mean. A lot of recruits getting, in, the, in the stands tonight, too. There were, there were a lot of recruits. A busy weekend still ahead. It's only Friday night. But you do this on primetime television and you beat the Gators. You beat Miami earlier in the season. And now you're fighting – the mission and knowing Mike Norvell, he told us in the press conference, you know, I'm looking forward to getting back out to practice next week. And that's just who he is. But there is a chance at getting double digits win in that column this season. I mean, that's that's saying a lot about the growth of the program. He said, you know, this isn't exactly, you know, this isn't our, our goal here. You know, we want to get to that ACC championship. We want to fight for a college football playoff berth, national championship. But to go back and watch the growth from this team, he said that he saw it this offseason. He said just looking at the guys in the locker room and the work they were they were putting in, he knew that he had a special group, and he was spot on. He sure was right. This team is fighting for now 10 wins on the season, which both of our record predictions, not ten. not, not right. I was 8-4, and four, you seven were 7-5. Seven and five. And I think BZ was 7-5 and five as well. He's not here tonight. But. He's not. But I don't, I don't. I will say I'm not. I, I don't care now. It does. It does not matter anymore. Just, just showing the growth of this program, and just to see the fans like this. And I think that was huge for some of these veterans, like Jordan Travis, who told us, you know, at the beginning of his career, he said, you know, there wasn't a lot of fans pulling for me there, and really didn't <laughs> believe in me. And I like, I like that he said it because he doesn't usually say things like that. He's kind of kept it more political and kept his answers pretty straight, but. Tonight, he was like, yeah, I think this was much deserving for this entire team to see them go from the low to high like that. The progress uh, has been amazing. We can all think back to 2020 when FSU went three and six, and there are already people beginning to question, you know, is Mike Norvell the right guy to replace Willie Taggart? Should we already start looking for another head coach? Yeah. Then you start out the 2021 season 0-4, and, and it's like Norvell's definitely not the right guy. Yeah. They make, they make that response down the stretch where they finish five and three, almost make a bowl game, come up short to this team that they beat tonight in Gainesville with an interim head coach. And just the progress that we've seen since uh, from winter conditioning 
to the spring, to over the summer, into, into fall practice, the steps that this team has made to grow over the year have just been tremendous. And you can see that they've truly bought into the message that Mike Norvell and the rest of this coaching staff have been preaching since they arrived in Tallahassee. And we've said it before, whenever the players start to police themselves, that shows that the culture here is starting to pay off. And, I mean, man, the culture, yeah, it, it paid off uh, tonight in a big way. So just, you know, now nine wins, a chance to potentially go to the Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're going to go to a premier bowl game and have a chance to win a 10th against, you know, a, a decent opponent. Man, like, I don't think we, – we couldn't have predicted being here. No. Um, from when Duquesne kicked off to – when this game ended, you know, about an hour and a half ago, it's uh, been a ride for Florida State, and I think they've got to look back on this one and just really appreciate it with how much uh, the coaching staff, the team, all bought in on a common goal, and now they've got a chance in a couple weeks here. We'll see during the bowl selection process, but to finish it out the right way and on a six-game winning streak. Uh, there was one thing I wanted to bring up this comment in here. It's a great question. You know, what are the chances Jordan Travis will be back next season? And that's in everybody's head right now. It was yeah. in their heads uh, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago. You know, Jordan Travis, if you come back, you know, there's chances he'll, he'll, you know, he'll hear from scouts. He'll do his due diligence. But what could it be next year? What, 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 what are the chances of Florida State fighting for an ACC championship? You get rid of the, if you get, if it was this year, and the ACC divisions were gone where they will be next year. Florida State's playing in the ACC championship this year against Clemson, if you think about it. And Florida State's got some more talent coming in, definitely for Jordan Travis. Look at five-star wide receiver Hakeem Williams coming in, and that wide receiver already having Johnny Wilson, Micah Pittman, returning Malik McLean, a variety of other Knowles to Ja'Kai Douglas. There's just there's a lot to like on Florida State's offensive side for Jordan Travis to attract him to come back. Now you add in NIL deals and all that kind of stuff, so – what does Jordan Travis do? He also was not a part of the senior night walkout. That was something worth, I think, noticing too. Jordan Travis in 2023 puts this team in a fighting chance for an ACC championship, in my opinion. I, I think it's feasible to see Jordan Travis come back at this point. He hasn't publicly stated his intentions. I'm sure he's got a lot to weigh out and think about over the next couple of weeks. And, you know, after Florida State's bowl game, as well but just with the way that this guy is a leader to the offense and the team as a whole um and seeing the success that florida state has put themselves in this season and knowing that depending on who comes back outside of jordan next year how far they could go yeah um it'd be hard when you pitch that scenario to them and, you know nil's on the table too yeah i think you can make a pretty nice case to keep jordan travis around for one more year and we won't spend too much more time, but I also heard from uh, you know, Jared Burrs, Trey Benson. They both said that they're going to sit down with the coaching staff, also mm-hmm. with their families, too, and figure out what they want to do moving forward. Both guys have the chance to move on to the league. I think you and I both agree, you know, Jared Burrs is going to be moving on from Florida State. Hasn't been declared or anything, hasn't been official, but there's a lot of projections of Jared Burrs going very early in the 2023 NFL draft coming up, so you probably had your last game in Doak with Jared Burst. But you look at Trey Benson, too, toss-up here. You know, does he want to move on and get get a chance at the league or come back and put himself as a top three, top five back, which he's – right now with the streak that he's on, he's playing at that caliber. But 
throughout the whole season next year, you come in as a top three running back in the country. There's a lot, a lot of things change there. And you also got to look at the running back class already going into this upcoming draft. There's a lot of things that go into it, but Florida State would love to have Trey Benson back next year with that offense alongside uh, Jordan Travis. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Jared Verse, I definitely don't think he's coming back. I saw a comment. He wasn't honored in the senior day festivities today. But he's only a redshirt sophomore, so even if he was going to be declaring early for the NFL draft, he would not have been honored today. And I just don't think that there's much more that he can prove right now at the college level. A kid um, is a freak and has all the potential in the world and has shown it at times this season before the state. Enough times where I think that an NFL team will feel very comfortable about picking him up early in uh, the NFL draft in April. But as for Trey Benson, like you said, a, a toss-up here. We're just going to have to see. Guy's only 36 yards away from a 1,000-yard rushing season, which if we would have if we would have said that he was going to get 1,000 yards <laughs> back when FSU lost to Wake or lost to NC State, it, it was not looking that way. And ever since then, I mean, he's just been on a tear. Florida State's offense, the rushing attack has been on a tear. You got your seventh consecutive game tonight with 200-plus yards on the ground, by the way. Trey Benson led the way. I think 111 and, and three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So his stock from the middle of the season now, Definitely a lot higher than what it was. We'll see how he finishes out bowl season. You got to remember this kid, less than two years removed from a very serious knee injury where he basically shredded that thing and yeah. he's back and doing this. Um, so, just, you know, assuming that he finished the season on a high note, it would be hard for me not to see him at least test the waters because of that injury. You know, it's, it's just so uncertain in college football. I'll finish it off right here. I thought it was a pretty interesting quote from Jerry and Jones alongside Jamie Robinson. And Shane Brown saying, you know, those three games that Florida State lost, they pointed out to the media that that, that was their fault. That yeah. was on them. That's why they lost those games. And they feel like they should be undefeated as a team this year. And, you know, you can go back to the game. Yeah, mistakes and certain things. One drives away for three of those games where Florida State did have the chance of being undefeated. One play away, going back to the NC State game, Florida State looking already at 10 wins on the season, being 10-2 and two right now. Florida State and, you know, this team has matured so much, yeah. man. I mean, it's, it's come so damn long, and I think fans see that too. Definitely if you're either here in the stands or you're watching from home, you see such a much more mature team overall. A lot of accountability like you were talking about earlier, D. Lou. Just, I don't know. And I think it stings for a lot of the seniors that thought, you know, they had a really good chance of running through the schedule this season. But that's where you learn from and you move forward. I just thought that was pretty unique by Jerry and Jones and them. And, you know, I love Jamie Robinson saying no cap right afterwards to that. Completely agreeing with Jerry and Jones. This was not to take away anything away from the season, ultra impressive, but this team does feel like it should have been undefeated if they would have fixed their own mistakes. Yeah. They, I'm sure they would love to have those games against Wake Forest and NC State back, especially where, if you look at where those two programs have trended Hell. since they beat Florida State. Um, you know, neither of them in the top 25 at this point. Clemson was upset a couple weeks after leaving Tallahassee. So all three of those teams, they gave Florida State their very best shot. And then after that, their seasons, I don't at least not for Clemson yet, but seasons kind of went a little bit off the rails. Um, we'll see how it plays out for the Tigers. They still may sneak into the college football playoff. But, yeah, I'm sure Florida State, they'd love to go back and play that three-game stretch in October one more time, and they'd feel confident that a couple of those games would go their way. Well, Florida State is going bowling. We've known that for a while now, but where 
will it be? Could it be down in the Orange Bowl? We'll see what happens. North Carolina lost. So now it's really up to Clemson and the rankings and what they want to do there. If they can somehow sneak into the college football playoff, that would jump up Florida State and they'd be back down in Miami for a second time this season vying for a New Year's Six Bowl, which we, we need to go back and listen to our preview show from earlier before the season began. But uh, what a turnaround for Mike Norvell in the 2022 season after last year. Florida State taking down the Florida Gators and Billy Napier in his first season becoming state champions here in Tallahassee. Florida State 45, the Florida Gators 38. Thank you for watching and listening. Hit that like button, share with your friends. We'll be live next Wednesday evening, which should be a very fun and entertaining podcast because there's a lot, a lot to talk about moving forward. Bowl game transfers, who's staying Who's not going? Recruiting. Recruiting. Yeah. recruiting. recruiting. There's a lot of things to discuss. So don't think that just because the regular season ends, there's not much to talk about. It is going to get very, very busy moving forward. So we'll see you guys on Wednesday night at 830 or 8 o'clock. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. And we will talk to you guys uh, next week. Peace.